Hi, everyone. This is Brad Thomas with The Ground Up, and I'm back again with another CEO interview. Of course, earnings seasons are now officially in the record book, and uh, I'm honored today to have the CEO of Broadmark Realty, uh, ticker BRMK, Jeff Pyatt. Jeff, good to see you today. Brad, thanks for having me back. It's always nice to talk to you. Well, great. Well, uh, now we can officially put uh, first quarter earnings, uh, you know, in the record book. Uh, can you touch a little bit here about first uh, kind of getting into it, the first quarter? I know there was a consensus, a very slight miss in terms of uh, your earnings, but if you could explain that with a little bit of color, that would be great. Sure. I think I think the consensus an, uh, uh, estimate was 20 cents for the quarter, and, and we came in at 18 um, we were happy with our originations. We were happy with our overhead. Um, GNA has, um, has come down and, and um, payroll was where we wanted it. Um, what really happened was our originations, and I think we originated $149 million is what we said yesterday in the first quarter. Um, the first quarter gets oftentimes has a has momentum issue early in the quarter. People just returning to work after the holidays and things start out slow, and then you've got wintertime slowdowns and and so on. And so uh, a lot of our originations were were toward the end of the quarter, and so you don't get interest income for as long a period of time. Um, and so that that really I think accounted for most of that. Uh, we did take. Um, we, we wrote off a, a REO property that we sold. We had to take a loss on, um, those are rare as you know, and, and I'm glad they are rare, but they, they do, a, <clears throat> excuse me, they come along occasionally. Um, and I'll leave that at that because we don't like to get into loan level detail. Sure. Um, nobody wants to miss earnings and, and I certainly don't, but, but, um, I'm not, not too concerned about what that might mean. Right. Well, Jeff, I think, uh, you know, and just for the audience, you know, this is Broadmark is a mortgage REIT, which means the, this is not an equity REIT. There aren't rent checks. There's interest, interest uh, income. And so typically with mortgage REITs, you see a little, little lump of your, uh, you know, uh, cash flows that are, that are generated. Um, I will say though, that even with that miss, um, you know, we talked about this in the last call, I believe. I mean, in 2020, you did readjust or right-size the dividend in the pandemic. And it does appear that um, even with this, uh, you know, very modest earnings uh, miss, um, it, uh, your dividend still appears to be in pretty good shape. Uh, what are your thoughts there at Turk on the current uh, distribution? We, you know, <laughs> We are a REIT, and and so we distribute virtually all of our income. Um, and uh, we had three seven. We declared dividends monthly. We had three seven cent dividends this quarter. Um, that's up from last year, where uh, we were at, at six cents a month. Um, and we will continue to to drive revenue as much as we can, make as much as we can, and distribute it out to the shareholders. Um, and again, I, I'm feeling good about the trajectory for 2021. Great. Well, you know, I, I, I did look into the uh, earnings transcript and you were quoted as saying, uh, fundamentally, this is one of the best markets that we've seen in years. So what do you mean by that? 
Well, as a reminder, um, and for those who don't know, we are primarily a construction and development lender, uh, which goes to your, your lumpy cash flow. Um, and most of our business is in housing and single family and multifamily housing. And, and we all read about how great the, the housing market is. Um, I don't expect it to, to deteriorate anytime in the, in the reasonably near future. Um, I think there's pent up demand. Um, we are, we are seeing builders get out there as quickly as they can. There's a, there's a shortage of building lots for single family homes. We don't like too much land exposure in our book of business, but um, we'll do some development loans so that our builders then have lot inventory to put houses up on. Uh, it's a it's a double-edged sword, Brad, in that it, the um, looking at lumber prices, for instance, um, in November, I think lumber's measured is is priced per thousand board feet, whatever that means. Um, in November, I think lumber was a little over $600 per thousand board feet. Um, last week, it was $1,600 almost. And so that's affecting, that's affecting builders. Um, housing prices are up, which helps them because they can, they can get out of it on the other side. Um, we certainly don't underwrite to that. Um, some of our competitors do. They assume housing prices are going to go up 10 or 15% and so they can underwrite to that. I, I don't, prudence make those, we don't make those kinds of, kinds of adjustments. But I, the housing market is strong. I think it's going to remain strong. I think interest rates are going to remain low uh, and there's just a lot of pent up demand. Yeah, I was, uh, one of the things that, uh you said on the call, which I thought was really interesting and certainly hit home for me, is uh, that housing shortage will take many years to resolve, particularly in markets that are experiencing strong uh, migration. And, uh, um, you know, I'm in South Carolina, of course. Yes. Uh, you've got, uh, you've started to um, focus a lot on the southeastern U.S. Uh, that appears to be a pretty major market of emphasis for for Broadmark, can you can you talk about that a little bit further and what you're seeing there um, in these markets? Um, the Southeast certainly is. Uh, you just look at the size of the market and the demographics of the market, and and you are in a you're in a good part of the country. Um, it was one of our it was our second to the last market that we entered was the Southeast, and so it was relatively small. Uh, it's growing nicely. Uh, Percentage-wise, it will likely be our, our largest growth market uh, in 2021. And uh, we continue to add uh, sales people in, in the Southeast. Um, we're, we're optimistic about it. We, um, the Mid-Atlantic is our other new region, and we think it will do well. What we call have historically called the Mountain West, um, which is Colorado, Texas, and Utah is going gangbusters. And that, that region actually wrote its first loan in, in Illinois uh, in the first quarter, which is not a high growth state. But as you know, we, we, look, at the, we, we look at states for their, for their laws around um, 
around foreclosure and pricing and usury and so on. But then where we really loan is on the neighborhood. And, and you and I had a conversation about some rental houses across from a Target store, for instance. And, and, and that makes a big difference when it's across the street from Target as opposed to four blocks away where it's across the street from the transfer station. And so we look at, we look at every market um, as a whole and then each submarket in the neighborhoods within those submarkets. And we're optimistic, we're bullish around the country. Yeah, again, I, I, I see it here very closely. Uh, this property, I'm in the process, I'm under contract on a, on a rental and talked to the broker yesterday. And, um, you know, she said, if I wanted to flip this, uh, you know, for some quick profit, uh, she's already got multiple people kind of, you know, in line. <clears throat> and that just shows the strength of, of, uh, of this, of this housing market here. It's, um, I've never seen it like this. Um, um, and so, uh, yeah, these builders are really busy. Uh, I, can, I just, I'm amazed at the number of, of units that are going up um, and the close, you know, the closing. So uh, the economy appears to be really strong. I guess I want to touch on, I guess, the, the, the other part of this you, you did mention in some of these defaults. I know you did have 29 contractual defaults in the first quarter, about $200 million of total commitments. Um, but it, can you explain to me and I guess the audience as well, what's the difference between a contractual default and a default that I should be really be concerned about. Well, and that's that's why we use the term contractual default because we're we're sticklers on our agreements and um, and things like lumber prices going up um, certainly affect a borrower's ability to stay within a budget. And so um, most most defaults are part of our business. We are not a cash flow lender. We are a collateral based lender. And so loans, loans come in and out of default just as a, as a matter of course. We had, we had what I'll call some legacy defaults that, that really were sort of due and maybe in whole or in part to COVID related issues. A lot of those are, are, are larger, more commercial, stickier kinds of defaults where we're still dealing with, um, with foreclosure moratoriums and and so on, but but they're working their way through, and we had we had quite a few roll off the books in the quarter, and we had some new ones come on, and that's just sort of the normal cadence. Um, are we satisfied with the with the pace at which we're getting defaults off the books? No. Are we satisfied with the number of defaults? No. But I don't think I ever will be until both of those are zeros, and they'll never be zeros. Well, you did also mention uh, on the call um, about a new $135 million revolving credit facility. Now, one thing that we've always uh, liked about Broadmark, and as I do on shares today, is the fact that um, there are no, there's no debt you know, outstanding. You've got $204 million roughly in cash with no debt uh, outstanding uh, as of uh, March 31st. So can you talk a little bit about what's the purpose for that $135 million facility and do you anticipate to have a debt-free uh, business model? Um, yes, I can. So as you said, we're sitting on 200 plus million dollars in cash that is, is really for unfunded construction commitments. So if, if I make you a construction loan, you're not gonna draw it all up front. And so I need to make sure that I have cash there for when you go 
put in for a construction draw. Um, that got a lot of borrowers into trouble with lenders that didn't have that ability or had a bunch of debt a year ago and they had their lines called. I never want to be in that position. At the same time, $200 million sitting there not earning any interest is, is tough also and, and is not a great cash management use. So to balance that, we did get the $135 million revolving facility. We plan on not using that. But what it does, Brad, is it allows us to take our cash balance down to a, say $100 million, knowing that if, if we ever needed it, we could draw that facility up and meet all of those obligations. And at the same time, that allows us to, to use our cash more effectively. Great. Um, well, I guess um, my last question really is just in terms of kind of the growth of the company and how much business do you see out there? How, how does that pipeline look for the rest of 2021 in terms of bringing new, you know, new product on the books? Um, we are, we are bullish. Um, we also disclosed that we have, we, we put together an ATM and at the market facility so that we can, we can raise equity if we need to at some point in the future. Um, we do have a lot of cash that we need to absorb before we contemplate anything like that. But remember, we're a, a let's call it a billion and a half dollars in face amount of loans. And, and just in your neighborhood, we could spend all that money, let alone the rest of the Southeast, Atlanta, Florida, uh, and then you get into Texas and Colorado and Utah and the other states that we're in, we have, we have just excellent growth opportunity. And, and I think we have, um, we have the ability to grow um, and maintain our pricing and stay, while staying competitive. And so I'm, I'm just as optimistic as I can be, not only about this year, but about the several years coming. Great. Well, uh, I really appreciate, Jeff, your time today jumping on here and uh, talking about the earnings and, again, uh, the business model in general. Um, you know, we're also pretty bullish with, with Broadmark and, and just the housing market in general. Uh, it's great that, you know, you can, you, can, you can see this business model, you know, every day I drive home and these, these houses going up. And um, so, listen, I, I wanted to thank you for your time and uh, let's definitely uh, check back in um, no sooner or later than the uh, second quarter. So uh, that, that's a pleasure. And if you, if you, if you need any financing for those rental properties, you know where to find us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. I appreciate sounds, it. Sounds good. Listen, have a good afternoon. Thank you. You Thanks, too. Bye-bye.